Alright. Well, I guess the thing, the thing that pisses me off about that is, like, I don't give a shit if they get it or not, but then they're gonna go spread it to other people, because they're morons. But then you so. should give a shit if they get it. Well, just for the record, I am recording. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll have to talk a little bit longer so I can edit that part out. We'll start a little later, so... Um, anyways, I've been dying for a whole week, so Bobby, I'm one of those people you give a shit about having coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Ironic, And let's start. (laughs) And perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, don't die. Uh, Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, maybe we should just start so that you don't offend me any further. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Nerdway Podcast, and today, given the current climate, which feels like a total disaster, um, what we're all dealing with nowadays, um, with, you know, bad economy, everyone's a shut-in now, which I'm kind of used to that. Um, yeah, but we're going to talk... Life. Exactly. Minor lifestyle change. Um, but we thought it would be fun to talk about some disaster movies, um, some of the big ones out there that um, I don't think personally get a lot of respect that much nowadays, but um, let's give them some respect that they, that they deserve. Um, so we're going to rank our top five, our personal favorites. Um, who wants to start Start first? Well, I guess I'll introduce myself because you didn't want to do it for me. Oh, that's right. This once again First of all, let Bobby. me cut you off. I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. As Sorry. I was saying, I'm Bobby, the workhorse of the show, the one who gets no guff because I have all the right opinions. Right. But uh, it's nice to be back. Oh, no. It's going to get away from me, though, so it'll be fine. Did you say it's nice to be back? <laughs> It's nice to be back. Yeah, you're lucky you're back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's me, Jay, a.k.a. the Jiggernaut, and I'm happy to be here to talk about disaster movies. Did you just drop your Call of Duty handle? I called the, my handle for everything. Oh my That's gosh, a PS4 shameless. handle, not just a That's Call of Duty That's my handle for everything. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right, Jay, I think you're real passionate about this this subject. How about you go first? All right, so we're going. We're starting with number five. I would hope so. Uh, yeah, well, can I start with number 10? <laughs> I have 10 of them. No, no, start with number 3, and we'll go number in random three. order. Random order. Uh, number 5, Dante's Peak. That's one of my uh, top 5 mm. disaster movies. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Linda Hamilton, uh, before she got really buff and skinny for... Uh, <laughs> Terminator 2? <laughs> no, actually, this is after Terminator 2. But Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think it's after. Uh, it's just... Yeah, uh, so that was one of my favorites uh, growing up. I think it was just an amazing experience to see a volcano blow up and, you know, being chased by pyroclastic flow. Um, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't love world. that? Oh, yeah. He, but this he, was accurate. This one was accurate. Did, did, Pierce Brosnan, from... did Pierce Brosnan get shot with a tranquilizer dart? And somehow. <laughs> at some, <laughs> wake at up some minutes point, later. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, let's. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan is a, is a geologist for the uh, USGS, and then he uh, goes to a sleepy little town in Washington to warn them to investigate a, a mountain that's going to blow up, or supposedly blow up. Uh, no one believes him, so everyone stays in the town. And then guess what happens? It blows up, what? and the town's ruined. Yeah, it's crazy uh, talk. Spoilers. <laughs> I think let's give, let's give some spoilers for this 1990 what seven movie. Oh, it looked amazing, honestly. Like for that era, it just you know you felt like it was an actual eruption. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the one thing I don't like about it is the, the stupid grandma living up on the mountain, being stubborn, and mm-hmm. they go back to risk her life, their life to save her, and she dies anyway. 
<laughs> I, I do I do have some I do have some thoughts on that because we actually finally have something in common. I have Dante's Peak number five. All it's, right. It's my number five Dang. as well. Um actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the grandma sacrifices herself to get them because the boat like they're they're in a lake and the lava has started coming into the lake and so their boat is melting it was and acid. the lake turned into acid oh that's right yeah it turned yeah. into acid so they they think that they're all they're not going to make it because they're too far away from the dock she gets out and pushes them to the edge and obviously dies sacrificing herself but i thought that was actually one of the more you know probably the most touching scene in the movie um so at what point in this I, movie was the floor lava uh, uh, probably like an hour, an hour in. An hour say. in. Before we'll Dang, that's a they had to jump on the, the black squares. Jump on the black squares. Yeah, you had to the, all the furniture. <laughs> you, you know, I, I was actually thinking, like you were mentioning, like the plot a little bit ago, like you know, like the sleepy little town that doesn't believe the the geologist, the main character. It it has a, a very Jaws vibe to it. You know, like they they don't want to close down the town and evacuate. They you know they need the the revenue from the people, and it, it just it feels like a more modern day Jaws movie. I think that's well, a feels like perfect segue. Real into, life. I think that's a perfect segue into my movie because, and not to spoil anything, but it's not Jaws. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's a day after tomorrow, um, Ooh, which has good. a very similar premise where there's a scientist who knows that something's wrong. Um, nobody believes him. And then he's got to basically take, take matters into his own hands to save his family. Um, so it's kind of funny how those, these two movies, kind of have that similar beginning pre- premise where there's like a smart scientist who nobody believes which i think is probably a trend in a lot of these movies <laughs> he wasn't that smart because his timing was completely off <laughs> well yeah it was a lot <laughs> a lot more accelerated than he, he forgot thought. to carry a one i think yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but hey you gotta you gotta create some sort of um you know urgency in a um a lava a magma speed event <laughs> Hey, sometimes Things magma is really fast. I think when it's magma, it's pretty slow. When it's lava, it's fast. Exactly. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm that's gonna, where I'm gonna agree with Jay. He sounded like he knew what he was talking magma about. Magma is okay? just lava under under the earth. No, nothing to do with clock speeds. <laughs> magma, magma. Wait a minute. Whatever. How quick is this magma moving? Oh, shit. Five miles an hour? That's fucking lava. <laughs> <laughs> This is some like scary movie three stuff right here. There's so many scientists rolling over in their graves right now. Um, <laughs> why are they dead? Why are they dead? Dead because nobody listened to them. Because the day after tomorrow. Um, <laughs> they lived yeah. above the the line. They lived above the center of the United States. Yeah, I think that this movie, uh, Day After Tomorrow, is is uh, Roland Emmerich's last good movie that he's made so far. Um, or hey, to this point, 2012 came out. Like seven years later, I rest my case. Um, so <laughs> all he does is disaster. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That's that's kind of his shtick. But yeah, I think it's a it's one of the good ones. I think Jake Gyllenhaal does a good performance. I think Den- this is Dennis Quaid's last good role too. I, I don't remember anything he's been in so far that's been that good, um, uh, or at least critically. I love Flight of the Phoenix. Flight of the Phoenix was good. I don't know if that mm-hmm. came before or after though. Well, that's good you mentioned it. And then <laughs> <laughs> Emmy Rossum is in it too. She's she's pretty good. Um, I just think it's a cool story, but the most uh, the most interesting thing I think is the visuals, where you have like um, where the bay that the Statue of Liberty's in is all frozen and everything's like just super icy mm-hmm. and stuff, and and that kind of I like that kind of imagery in a lot of these movies. Um, there's a lot of cool also, set there's a lot of cool set pieces in exactly. uh, in your movie, Kevin. Yeah, it has an it has the you know the number one 
thing happen in it that most disasters movies is a giant wave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, 2012 yeah. has that too. So I think Roland Emmerich just a lot of movies stuff. have that. Yeah. 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 I, I think one of my favorite things Deep about impact. that movie. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, well, we'll get there. We'll uh, <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about that movie is when they're explaining um, the, the super cyclones and how it sucks <laughs> all the super cold air from the upper atmosphere down. And they're like trying to evacuate the queen in London. And yeah. it freezes the gas. It freezes the fuel everything in the helicopters. Just instantly and freezes yeah. and all that. Everything just instantly freezes. It's like a, like a just a ice cold blower just going over the earth and just instant freezing everything. Yeah. It's cool when yeah. they when that hits the library that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Rossum are hiding out in because it's like that's the only thing that keeps them warm. The shelter when that whole like cyclone is going over. Uh, well, are they in DC or New York? I can't remember. But uh, I think they're in New York. They're in New York. Yeah, yeah. they're at the the, the, the library. Um, but apparently, all you have to do is shut the door, and then it stops it. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> how, how else do you stop the cold? Wood is a good neutralizer for a lot of things. Um, shut the door. So yeah, um, I really, I really dig that movie. It's not; it doesn't have the greatest story, but it's got, a, like Bobby said, it's got a lot of good set pieces. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's visually pleasing. Yeah, it absolutely. very much is. Absolutely. Well, let's get on to our number f- uh, four, which I coincidentally wrote as three. Um, on my list for some reason. Fun two fact. Number twos. <laughs> we are going to do a man of order. Yep. All right, go ahead, Bobby. What's your number four? All right, my number four, uh, I went with, uh, I, I went with actually a comedy here, which I know there's probably a, a couple of choices, but a lot of them are like cheesy ones from the seventies. I went with, uh, this is the end. I think it was what, 2013 or so. Uh, it's one of the better, uh, like Seth Rogen, like buddy comedy movies. You know, it's obviously not super bad, but it's still like one of the better ones. It's super good. It is. No it's, it is super seven years good. old already, though. Uh, maybe it's 2016. I was thinking 2013, but it's either way. It's it's been a few years. Uh, but I, I think it's great because it's it's all these actors playing themselves oh, wow. and playing uh, caricatures of themselves. Well, possibly, who knows? Uh, but like, exa- definitely exaggerated. Uh, that's or at least that's what they want. I was gonna say that's Michael, Michael Sarah. That's real, <laughs> real life accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely one of the better parts when he's yelling about who's got my cell phone <coughs> and the uh, the pole just comes through and impales him and then he finds it in his pocket he's like oh i'm so embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> oh man i had it the whole time yeah uh but the, this like this movie it's it's so funny it's i think it's one of the last good comedies that we've seen in a while uh i think the obviously the chemistry between all these guys who are real life friends like really shines through uh, Danny McBride is, I think he's the standout of this movie for me. Like he, every scene he's in is just gold. Like I, I know like when some of the characters are like talking, uh, I think it's Jay Baruchel and, uh, Craig Robinson. Like they're just talking about like, uh, God and stuff. And you see him in the background and he just says, I hear everything <laughs> <laughs> just really Classic. cryptically. And, uh, it's, it's just a fun movie. And like, obviously like a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Uh, but it's it just a, a really fun watch throughout. Well, I think we have another uh, coincidence here because my number four is also This is the End. Um, oh, yeah. I bet you didn't expect that. Did you, Jay? <laughs> jerk. I did not, yeah, actually. Jay. Freaking jerk. I knew you were trying to guess I didn't this whole time. <laughs> I knew it. You know me. Yeah. But I freaking love this movie. Like you said, this is one of the last like great comedies that came out in theaters that I've seen in theaters. I mean, there's been a couple. We've talked about it on one of our earlier episodes. Um, like, Game Night is okay. Um Mm-hmm. Spy was pretty good, but this movie is just freaking hilarious, and I and I love the concept of it where they are playing themselves, obviously a caricature of themselves. But Danny McBride, mm-hmm. 
like holy crap he's freaking hilarious yeah, when he shows up so good because i had no clue he was even in the movie and then he like wakes up mm-hmm. out of the out of the bathtub and <laughs> yeah, like, the bathtub. Oh, he was at the party the whole time yeah exactly no, uh, nobody dude. saw him the whole time and like you said he Michael wasn't invited Sarah, tons of cameos kevin hart uh aziz and sorry um, oh Robin, i tried to save aziz emma watson um bunch of it's just a really great cast and they look like they're having a great time doing it um standout moment mm-hmm. For me, is when they're doing Pineapple Express two, when they're when they remake the movie because <laughs> <laughs> they're so bored. So they're like, let's write Pineapple epic. Express two. So good. And Jay Barry Bride's character is back somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Barry Shaw. I like him in everything. Uh, he's kind of like mm-hmm. an everyman. He's really really identifiable. Um, you know, you can kind of put yourself in his shoes. And Seth Rogen, I think, is not as annoying as he usually is. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. Love mm-hmm. it. It's a good choice. Very good choice. What do you have before, Jay? All right. Number four for me is Armageddon. Um, mm. This one is just a much more action-packed, um, I guess, disaster movie. It's almost like it has action-adventure disaster kind of cross-genre thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Willis. The whole cast is just amazing. You know, Bruce Willis. You have um, uh, Steve Buscemi, you know, Liv Tyler, um, Tyler. <laughs> Uh, ben Affleck, Batfleck, yeah, before he was Jay, Batfleck. Would you say that this is an ensemble cast movie? This is an ensemble cast. Well, oh. so the thing about this movie is, you know, it's just got so many cool moments in it. Um, you know, everything, everyone's, you know, the actors are amazing. Steve Buscemi, when he's got space dementia up on the asteroid and he's threading the, the nuclear bomb, whatever it is, like that, some that might be one of my favorite things created for a movie is uh, space dementia. And uh, William, William Fitcher's character says it with such, like, that he knows what it is. He's like, oh, no. He's, he's got, got space, space dementia. dementia. <laughs> he says it. He's like, no, he doesn't say that. He's like, he's got space dementia. It's, it's like such like a that. fact. It's so like, matter. It's like, yeah, it's so matter. Yeah. He just knows. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've seen this before. My grandma had it. Um, yeah. But then that's... also the movie hits you like right in the feels too you know with uh bruce willis giving up his life and you know tricking ben affleck and you know taking over his position of you know giving up and sacrifice mm-hmm. for you know him and uh, the world you know that, that i mean that, that was a, i i never expected that out of a movie like this because like it, it, there's a lot of comic elements to this movie and then finally like it actually has like some like some real stuff in your heart and like it, it got me tearing up i don't know about you yeah, no. I mean, I, I I cried at I cried at that scene. Honestly, I did. I didn't cry at all. But well, never, Kevin, never that, that makes sense because you cried at like two movies because you're a robot. Yeah, and but those two movies were actually emotional. Okay, which 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 ones are they again? There was Fox and the Hound and mm-hmm. La La Land, and that was it. <laughs> wait, wait, I I thought you cried after watching the Last Jedi because it was such a piece of garbage. Yeah, that was after, not during the movie. So after when I went to the car, I cried in my car for about twenty five minutes or so. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, that movie killed the franchise. There's no. Well, I went to an a, a, I went to an abandoned <laughs> warehouse and punched Dance till I was. <laughs> you should have punched Dance in the woods and then fallen down I, yeah. a cliff <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. man, that's uh, some good so stuff. What's next? Number number three. Bob, number three. You take away? Oh no, Jay. What, Jay, what do you got? I think you had something good, right? Uh, okay, I got number three uh, for here for you guys. It's, it's Twister, um, early nineties. Um, that, that's then, a good one. You're going really nineties yeah. in this, and I, I like that. Well, well that, I mean, that's, that's when, when he was a lot of twenties. You know, close. Hashtag old joke. <laughs> Hashtag not funny. Yeah, not even close. He was in his thirties, Kevin. Jeez. <laughs> Hashtag got him. Hashtag uninvited to Christmas. Oh. <laughs> 
When was I invited <laughs> in the first place? <laughs> You're invited. You're always invited. Yeah, um, straight. Twister. Um, for then, it's when CGI was, you know, just in its prime. Not in its prime. It's infancy, um, really, kind of. But it still looked pretty amazing to see, you know, a big tornado up on the screen. Obviously, this movie's not based in science or really actual physics. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the story was still pretty cool. Um, and I, people give me... People give me guff about it all the time mm-hmm. when I bring up it? that I, I get that guff. No, that I actually I want to see a tornado from afar, not up close, <laughs> and experience you know just seeing a tornado and the awe and the majesty of uh, nature, you know. And they also it's you know same impressive. with I want to go to a hurricane party, you know, be there, not wishing any damage or or, or you know or injury upon anybody, you know. But. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. That's why I have. Earthquake is my number three. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, was gonna, I just love earthquakes. Back to my teens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wanted to get put in a little nostalgia in there for you, Jay. Remember uh, when Charles was in his prime? Twister, I remember <laughs> as a kid, like really freaking me out. Like it gave me some uh, some some anxiety, especially when they use a belt and tie it to that pipe in order oh, to fly dude. away. I gotta like, say that has no 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 basis in reality so at all. It's so bad well, the, in reality, but like that was cool to watch. <laughs> the worst part being when that house, a fully built house, just rolls onto the onto the road and they drive through it. Remember that part? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's like, like the upstairs. I think someone's not... in the house. They're like, hey, on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just covered in Cleveland's Cleveland's in the in the bathtub. Oh no 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 no. no, no. no, no. That's actually yeah. um there's a that's actually a pretty good cast too. It's uh got Bill Paxton as the lead. It's got Helen Hunt as the main love interest. Uh, it's got oh, it's got uh, another. Uh, it's got what's his name? Uh, Dusty. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, oh. oh wow! You should know this name. Oh, he's, <laughs> I he's started from the guy. Long, yeah, the shardy. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rest in peace. Yeah. Also, man, he wow. was really good in that it, role too. This movie like, has it was just like a fun, This like, movie was a curse, huh? Yeah, I guess so. apparently. Well, he killed Helen career. I mean, the real curse is is that he's known as the guy who sharded. That's no, I think curse or Helen Hunt went on to be in as good as it gets, which was like almost Oscar winning, wasn't it? Didn't it win something? Yeah, she had a successful uh, TV show, Mad About You. Yeah, that was before all of this. Paul Reiser. Um, <laughs> it came back. It's on like some obscure, like uh, I think it's on Spectrum. like Time Warner Channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this movie gave me gave me anxiety as a kid. I remember my friend loved it, and I would go over and spin that out of his house and he'd be like let's watch twister and i was like no because <laughs> it would just it freak me out i didn't want to watch it but it's a really good movie i mean it's like stupid but it's good um one of the funny things in the movie is that the, the dude like the rival storm chaser the way that he dies is so unneedlessly gruesome like he's oh, just this guy it's, it's, it's like old. zara it's like zara in uh yeah in jurassic, in, world. Uh, jurassic world it's just like so needlessly mean like that he he's wasn't doing a, his job a dickhead he was just like he's a rival competitive. yeah and he yeah. just gets destroyed by an i-beam or whatever it's crazy <laughs> there was, right it was a space. radio tower it went right through the windshield oh, oh right. yeah they're like you think he got the message <laughs> oh, oh yeah it was received and uh yeah they didn't miss him at all they're like oh cool now we have a monopoly uh yeah it was carrie yeah, it was carrie L's. oh yeah uh, right. princess pride such yeah. a weird role for him to play like just i mean because again he wasn't like he was like super unlikable but he wasn't the hero so that's kind of interesting he plays he plays well though plays it very well it's because he's british yeah, yeah it's true uh what what uh, do you have uh number three kevin uh, my number three which i think bobby's gonna give me guff um just mm-hmm. because of our pre-show meeting um i have <laughs> titanic at number three. <laughs> oh snap <laughs> he made fun of it in the group chat um i sure did 
yeah, this is a this is for sure a disaster movie, and it's a very oh, complex one. Um, and you know, visually stunning. the The technology that went into making this movie is just insane. Yeah. It was so freaking... James Cameron always ups the bar on his movies. When he he's, does, like, especially he doesn't do movies for such a long time, and then when he does one, it's he just raises the bar and again and again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this one actually, contrary to like his newest project, which you know, uh, well, notable one was Avatar. This one actually has a good story, I think, and the, the love yeah, story is actually does. powerful and believable. Um, I I think that that adds an element, and there's all this there's this slow burn because you you start to care about the characters, and then when they all start dying, you're like, oh crap, what's what's gonna happen? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, being that this is a disaster movie episode of uh, Nerdwave, um, the the scenes where the boat is sinking are just they're absolutely spectacular. It looks straight up real, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, because this came out in, like, what, 98, 97? Yeah, something um, like that. So when I first watched it, I didn't really, really care about it too much in terms of what, you know, what, what a movie story was didn't really matter to me. Um, and I remember just watching the whole thing and just waiting for the for the end of the movie. and just Oh, like, yeah, the end was what we were looking for. You yeah, know? just mind blown. So so many notable, imi- so much notable in- uh, imagery there, like, uh, you know, people falling off and hitting the propeller and then, like... Oh, just banging oh, yeah. off and doing yeah. flips? Yeah, and, like... Bing. Like, Sliding off, like, it looks weird. Absolutely real, and uh, yeah, this movie is one of those disaster movies where there's actual emotion in it, um, and it's not mm-hmm. just like a big CGI fest. Uh, it's it's a great movie, and it's one of the highest grossing movies for a reason. It's fantastic, yeah. and I think well, what it also has for it too is that it's an actual event. You know, that's true. Yeah. So it's based like you know, story, it has so. it has those, quote unquote based off a of true the story. event. The event, the story yeah. is not. It's actually yeah. the Britannia that sank. Um, the Titanic is still floating around there somewhere. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So do some research on that makes, next time. Makes sense. Um, yeah, it's right, right next to the JFK files. And, uh, <laughs> and the moon landings are fake. Yeah, and DARPA. Not DARPA. Oh. Harp. Harp, sorry. Harp. DARPA's real. <laughs> is the lock is the Loch Ness monster guarding it? Is is that who's the Bobby, nobody the believes guard? in silly stories like that. Yeah. Bobby, oh, come I'm on. sorry. Is it Bigfoot? <laughs> it's Bigfoot. He's the one uh he's he the, was the captain. The, He's the file cabinet <laughs> attendant. He was on the iceberg. He was on the iceberg. Like, hey, you have to check in with him. You're like, oh, can I get the uh, can I get the Britannia Britannia files? He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Bobby. What do you have like three? This old time uh, spectacles. Yeah, he's got the little tiny circle ones. Yeah, yeah. like half an inch. Just on five. the on the on the end of his nose. He's looking down. <laughs> it, it takes him like a little while to read. He's like, okay, I see it now. He's like, it took uh, me forever to learn to read. <laughs> Uh, just just to do a little bit more about Titanic, um, it's funny. As a kid, I didn't care about you know the actual story. Uh, I actually I actually didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio as a kid. But as I got as I've gotten older, I've really appreciated his acting and how good he actually is at what he does. And like like the last time I watched it a couple of years ago, I was like, damn, this movie is actually a really good watch. It's just super long. It's you know three hours long, yeah, but yeah, really but good I, stuff. I think that's necessary to you know really develop those bonds with the characters. So because mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, they're and especially with horror movies too, their weakness is that you don't really give a crap about the people that are dying. Um, so that just adds that extra, extra facet. Um, right. And Billy Zane. Yeah. I was going to mention Billy Zane just now. He's, He's a cool dude. He is a cool dude. It's a walk off. <laughs> stay, stay out of this Billy Zane. <laughs> All right. Bobby, All right. So for my number three, I, it, it kind of mixes genres. So I don't know if you're going to give me some guff for this one, but I picked Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it's again, it is a zombie movie, but it is also a disaster movie. 
Um, you have you have the main character. Uh, it's it's an Edgar Wright movie, who's a phenomenal director. Uh, you have Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who do wonderful work together. Simon Pegg is Sean of Sean of the Dead. Uh, he's he's like a I think he's a mid to late twenties. Uh, he's just like a slacker. It just reminds me of like any one of us from our you know from our mid to late twenties. Jay like four you know forty years ago. I fucking um, hate you, buddy. I'm not a slacker. Wow, I get older and older. <laughs> did I not get out of bed today? Yes. <laughs> did Continue. did you do anything of of note? No. I mean, I worked, but just from bed. Uh, it's just, it just it. It's funny just because like you know he's got a girlfriend but like he's such a slacker that like the relationship's going nowhere. He's got a he's got a best friend that's an even bigger slacker. I don't even think he has a job, uh, and it's just like throughout the movie like he's he's dealing with the zombies and everything, but he's also dealing with uh, like ch- like needing to change his life. Like ever like it seems like every character in the movie like all the main characters that he deals with. Uh, teach him some kind of life lesson. Like he, you know, he loves his mom and he hates his stepdad. Then, like he has an encounter with his stepdad, Bill Nye, great actor, great British actor, uh, who ends up dying. But then, like he has like a, a really good heart to heart with him, that makes him realize that he wasn't a bad guy and he was always looking out for him. Yeah. And just like every encounter throughout the movie, just teaches him like how he didn't like he had uh, a different take on things before, and now he kind of realizes what was actually happening. And it kind of just makes him change by the end of the movie. And it's just a fun movie. Like, it's it's funny. Um, it's the first of the Cornetto trilogy from Edgar Wright. Uh, it's Shaun of the Dead. It's uh, Hot Fuzz. And then uh, was the end. At World's oh. End. At, World, at World's End, yeah. Oh. Which was God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, it wasn't that, surprisingly. But then... Uh, if like just looking at the best scene of the movie, it's when they go to the the Winchester, the bar, and then uh, they start playing "Don't Stop Me Now" in the jukebox and just start killing zombie after zombie. And it's one of the most fun scenes in a movie I've seen in the last fifteen years. What makes that that scene so fun is that everything they're doing is to the beat of "Don't Stop oh, Me Now." Yeah, which is well, an it's, it's like right baby, baby driver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah exactly. It's so good, and it's like the. There's a lot of stuff. I could even go into it. There's just so much stuff about the movie that like uh, predicts what's going to happen. Like beat for beat, uh, there's a, there's a scene where his best friend is talking about like the plots of the movie going forward, and like all that stuff ends up happening. Yeah. Like he's talking about like going to the bar, taking some shots, just like doing like stuff like that to get over uh, the breakup with his girlfriend, and yeah. all that stuff happens later with almost the same wordage. It's it's mm. it's just clever as hell. I yeah, love when they like, run into the their doppelgangers, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's so good what would oh, you say kevin i was just saying but like that scene had like different inclination to the like different tone with how they're saying stuff mm-hmm. so it totally changes the meaning right um, oh absolutely uh hot buzz does the same exact thing and it, it's yeah. brilliant like yeah. it, it like you just see like there's a lot of uh like it is like dark because like you, you have most of their friends dying like friends and family that are in the movie dying but it's also like you you have these very funny actors like bringing levity to the situation. It's just it's just a really good watch. Yeah. I love the scene where they're they're leaving the pub the first time before you see their first zombie. First mm-hmm. or second zombie because you're not sure if the the ex porn star is a zombie yet. <laughs> right, right. Was she? But then, you know, they hear him moaning and they, they do it to uh, white lines. <laughs> <laughs> white lines flow away and then do it do it do it. Yeah. And oh, actually, just another another really fun scene is like when they first realize that they're zombies and they start throwing the uh, 
uh, the records, the records at them. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 you can't do that one. Just throw this one. Not Sade, not Sade. <laughs> Dude, Dire yeah, Straits. A... No, not Dire Straits. The that's a really limited funny press. Yeah. yeah, it's my uh, favorite of the uh, of the um, Edgar Wright trilogy. Can't remember what, mm-hmm. what you called it. <laughs> uh, cor- cor- uh, it's 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 called the Cornetto trilogy. It's because it's yeah. like an ice an ice cream yeah. in the movies. Yeah. It's, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. Shop. It's yeah, like the red the cool. red apple cigarettes in uh, Tarantino movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. What do you have at three J? Uh, I did three already. Okay. We're, We're on, on to two, number then. two. Number two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have right. to start writing your guys' choices down because I don't really, you know, I'm not paying attention because I don't care that much. I think it's getting old now too. A, a couple episodes ago, I realized <laughs> I need to keep track. <laughs> this is our retirement what are you talking about uh, oh yeah you're right because you we're never going back to work <laughs> want me to start with number two all right yeah you do it um with this one with number two i had the choice of two movies that were very similar um but they were in a sort of a different genre i think that uh supersedes this a little bit uh, but i just had to have it in this movie uh the one that i didn't end up choosing was godzilla um so i ended up going with cloverfield um Cloverfield is more it has a more disaster movie feel because uh, at least in modern Godzilla movies he's the hero so it doesn't feel like humanity is really ever in danger because he's always saving the day even if there's a ton of destruction but Cloverfield very much feels like the world is ending um, and Mm -hmm. there's a monster who's just tearing up everything and it's unstoppable Um, this movie I did a deep dive into the advertising because when it before it came out the trailer for it showed the Statue of Liberty's head being torn off, thrown down a street, and you see it land. And it's all done yeah. on, a, on like a hand cam. Um, mm-hmm. And the people are like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then there was no title for the movie. It just said one eighteen oh eight. That was the date it was going to be released. Yep. So I Dude, that was cool. I remember looking it up with my friend, uh, my friend Chris. We, would, we did all this backstory investigation on all these like secret websites that weren't advertised as like, hey, this movie's coming <laughs> out. It was all just like, um, super like guerrilla advertising. Um, yeah, we really freaking cool. loved it. There's then, a thing called like slush slusho mix, I think, uh, that was yeah. like part of the advertising for it. Which, by the way, right. is in another JJ movie. They reference it in uh, Star Trek, the first one, right? At the the bar scene, which I thought was funny. Yep. Um, but yeah, this movie is really cool because it's kind of like uh, you know the Blair Witch Project where it does the found footage thing, but mm-hmm. it combines that with also another character that I love, like I said, Godzilla. Um, and I just love monster movies in general. So I thought this was, uh, was, it was vomit inducing. If you have any kind of motion sickness yeah. problems, yeah, that, that handy cam is rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I don't have that, that issue. So I just, I just freaking love this movie, um, yeah, but same. I understand the complaints, yeah. but, um, I thought TJ Miller was good in it. Um, he was a good comic relief and, uh, yeah, it was just super interesting world that JJ Abrams had built. I wish that we would have gotten like a true sequel to it. Uh, maybe, maybe we will someday, but, um, yeah, I, I love it. And the, the monster itself is really, really interesting, too. I like that it looks nothing like anything else. Um, yeah. so super interesting design. And I love that you barely get to see it because sometimes that mystification of something just makes it way more interesting. Uh, makes so it scary, the, too. The, the fear of yes. the unknown. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I have this one so high on my list. I think it might not be the best movie of what we talked about. I mean, obviously, it's not better than Titanic, but it's just one of those movies that I have so much enjoyment for. It checks all my all my boxes. Yeah. Well, I think what... Oh, sorry. Oh, so it's funny that you, you brought up Cloverfield too, because I have Cloverfield in the second spot as well. Uh, I I think like I was never a huge Godzilla fan, but I could always appreciate it for what it was. 
and then we like you said we get this Godzilla style movie where instead of as the the hero like we kind of kind of seen him from like the newer Japanese movies he uh he's the villain or it's the villain uh and it is nothing that we'd ever really seen before like the style of monster I think from from what I saw what I remember I think the the Mutos from the new Godzilla the the 2014 version are kind of sort of based off that like I could be wrong in that but from my memory it, it they kind of look similar they look a similar little bit yeah they're, if you saw like an actual rendering of both of them, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's not like yeah. If you they, saw Clover and Amuto, mm-hmm. they have the they right. both have really long forearms, you know, front mm-hmm. arms that uh, you know bend at a weird angle, you know, like they're that's they that's knees, kind of the thing that gives but, that to me, that, yeah. that thought to me. But but uh, the heads are different. Uh, you have got like pincers, like a beetle on the Muto, but then mm-hmm. like the uh, uh, Cloverfield one has more like jaws. It has actual like teeth. Um, right, right, and it's got like those like uh, the things on the side of the face that they expand. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like the bulge, yeah. almost. Yeah, the like sex, a I don't know. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, th- like this movie, like you have T.J. Miller. I, I, this is the first time I ever saw him. I, I feel like this is probably his breakout role, and he brought a lot of uh, comedic relief to this movie. Like it's this should be like purely like a horror movie, but he brought a lot of laughs to it, which I, yeah. I was not expecting. It brings levity, uh, like what we're doing in this disaster situation. Oh yeah, we're doing a service. We're, we're as we're good like, as T.J. Miller before pre pre craziness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys keep forgetting Lizzie Kaplan was this her first appearance. I think the first time I see her. Too. I was I was gonna say she's the only other one who I've really seen in much else. Like yeah. otherwise, it's mostly like unknown actors or like you know actors who never hit the big time, which I think is a really good choice for a movie like this. Odette, like because anybody could die. Who Odette Yesman was in a movie. <laughs> I wish I could tell you who that was. <laughs> it's the I main character. Like this girlfriend. movie had. We talked about <laughs> the handicam and how, like, uh, come sometimes it's a struggle to watch, but I think mm-hmm. that's what gives this movie its feel. The best part it's, of feeling, like you're actually. I mean, you're experiencing the disaster with these people. You're not exactly. You're not from a you know a, like a, a perspective of the audience. You're, you're immersed in it. If it was wow. filmed so like a traditional movie, dread. yeah. If it was filmed mm-hmm. like a traditional movie, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been have, as good. It wouldn't work. Yeah. No. It would just be... And then also, so this movie's a part of it. I don't know. I guess a trilogy. I don't know because um, you get the Cloverfield Paradox, Clover Par- Cloverfield Paradox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get Clover, um, uh, Ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Yeah. Um, which is actually so you're, you're still the whole thing's still happening in Ten Cloverfield Lane, but we're I'm, I'm still not sure. I can't figure out Cloverfield Paradox. Is that the, the catalyst that started this whole thing? Yeah. Is it a prequel? I mean, it's it's JJ is very very confusing well, um, so you know 10 cloverfield lane and cloverfield paradox weren't written as cloverfield movies they were other movies that um, were being produced by bad robot um which is jj's production company and he yeah. basically said well i don't know who made the decision actually but that company basically said hey we should put we should put this in the cloverfield universe slap cloverfield on it and then that that's that and then they did some like little rewrites <laughs> to connect it so basically what clover 10 uh what the cloverfield paradox does is it establishes that there's multiple universes, um, there's multiple dimensions that are slamming into each other, basically. And mm-hmm. that's why, that's what manifests the Cloverfield monster into, Clover, yeah. Yeah, into the Cloverfield story, the, the first movie. So, well, so the, it, it crashed into the ocean at the very end of the movie, right? Like, it, yeah. it wasn't, or was it, because no. I've heard two things, that or a satellite crashes and it wakes it up at the bottom of the ocean. Nobody knows for sure, but that's essentially <laughs> what, what happened. Um, that's what people mm-hmm. think, is that when the dimensions chain or like uh, smash into each other, and then like we're the Cloverfield paradox paradox is really weird, uh, but I actually really like it. 
Um, so that threw that monster into our universe, but it was still asleep on the, you know, the bottom of the ocean. The satellite did mm-hmm. wake it up, but if that if the Cloverfield paradox ever happened, that wouldn't have happened. Oh, okay. So interesting. Okay. But, yeah, it's a very really, good movie. I I love watching yeah. this movie. It's it's just it's a fun disaster or like you know it's it's hard to say fun with a disaster movie, but they do make it. T.J. Miller makes it fun, you know. With the yeah. exception of Star Wars, this movie is the movie that I did the most research on, and mm-hmm. it hadn't even come out yet. That's how like obsessed we were. Me and my friend were with this. So mm-hmm. tons of nostalgia on this one. I I love it. Right. All right, Jay. What do you got? Number two. Number two is The Impossible, uh, based on the um, the tidal wave in uh, Southeast Asia that happened several years ago, uh, based on a real event, and it's got about a family. Uh, it's based on true true events that happened. A family that is there vacationing, um, and I think it's is it Thailand or Indonesia, um, and you know the the the, t- the earthquake happens, and then the, the tidal wave come, and they're separated, and it's just about them trying to find each other again and get back together, and amazingly. Everyone in the family survives and just goes through their struggle of everything they went through um, and just surviving this disaster. And the, the waves, the, everything, the special effects in this are amazing. And the story is just heart, like heart wrenching, too, at the same time. But and it ends in a good note. But, you know, obviously you have the tragedy of, you know, thousands of people losing their lives in that actual event. And it's the first time we see Tom Holland, too. So, um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's his first. Or I don't know if it's his first movie, but it's his first, I guess, his breakout role. Oh, so okay, this movie, cool. I when I was doing research for this, I saw on a lot of like top ten lists, um, but I'd Same never here. even heard of it. So uh, I'm gonna have to check it out because it sounds pretty pretty intense. Yeah, I think that's really that intense. sounds really interesting because like a, a true real life event like that really brings the like the heaviness to it. You know, it really brings like emotion into it, which I think really helps for a movie like this. Yeah. Well, it's just like just the struggle of the family, you know, it's just like, like, well, what if that was my family, too? It's like it's, it brings you it pulls you into it and, and just it's super emotional. And but at the same time, you're, you're super grateful at the end. OK, yeah. Yep. I got to check that one out because, um, yeah, it doesn't it didn't really when I had read about it, I didn't really think about it in terms of a disaster movie um, because it doesn't have like a world scale. But then I put Titanic on my list. So what do I know? Um, <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> that was very one of little, the questions I had little. you guys earlier. Are we doing world scale or isolated events? Yeah. I mean, they both work. So I think yeah, I both, think both generally. Work I think that was generally the intent of this, and I think we mostly stuck to that. Um, well, I, honestly, when I when we first brought it up, I was thinking only world scale. I, I didn't even think of isolated events until like I started, you know, talking to you guys and you're bringing yeah. up things. I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. works too. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Titanic is the only one that I have on the list that isn't world scale, but. Um, there's a couple that I considered. There's a couple that I considered that were like just like a small group of people or a smallish group of people, but I ended up not putting on my list. I could I could go over that soon, but uh, if we're on to number one, uh, I've I've got a movie that Jay's already brought up here. I've got Armageddon. Uh, I I know Kevin, you you have a strong dislike of a few Michael Bay and Michael Bay like movies. I'm talking about Con Air in this one because that should have been a Michael Bay movie. Somehow <laughs> it wasn't. I don't know. The only but, reason that should have been a Michael Bay movie is because. That one dude is in both. Um, Steve Buscemi. That's the only reason. No, no, no. <laughs> not Armageddon. What was I thinking of? Uh, you know, the bald guy. Dang it. John oh. his name. Oh, uh, Connor. Cyrus the Virus. Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich. Oh, he's John in. Malkovich. He's in uh, Transformers Three. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Michael Bay connection. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That, that's that, the only reason why <laughs> that rolled off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason why. Absolutely. In terms of general tone and style, no. Uh, but but John Malkovich. Absolutely. John Malkovich pulls it all together. Sure does. Uh, it's so this movie. It's it's an ensemble movie, which is one of my favorite things. I love Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Eleven style movies. Uh, you got uh, Ocean's Twelve is bad. Ocean's Thirteen is good. Yeah. So Ocean's we got that 8? going for it. Agreed. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you. Uh, this one, like, it's, it's got so many, it's, it's got Bruce Willis, it's got Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, by the way, in this movie is, I, I don't know about incredible, but he's very, very good. I think he pulls off uh, his character incredibly well. Uh, you've got Ben Affleck, who I think was good in it. You've got Liv Tyler, who did a serviceable job. But then you've got, like, all, like, the side characters, like Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, uh, then, you know, Owen Wilson, like we talked about. My favorite character in the entire movie, though, is uh, Peter, uh, it's, uh, Peter Stormare. Who plays the Russian guy in like half the movies? Yeah, he's great. You want to be a hero? <laughs> Don't do it. I'll kill her. <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> as soon as they meet him on the Russian space station, like every scene with him going forward is gold. He is just like the craziest character. He's like beating the uh, he's beating the system that doesn't work in the space station with a wrench, and suddenly it just works. Like he's just beating the shit of it, like yelling at it, and it just starts working because I think it's afraid of him. Yeah. Uh, you just like you just have so many good scenes with him, and the the chemistry between the, a lot of these actors is what does it for me. I think they work really well together. They seem like they're having fun. You know, like going back to this is the end. I think chemistry is a very important factor in movies. If you've got bad chemistry, let's say like the the Star Wars prequels, it's going to make the movie suffer. So I think the chemistry between all these characters is really good. Bruce Willis is actually trying. That's that's one that's of the biggest pieces of this vacation. movie. Yeah, yeah he wasn't on vacation yet. <laughs> Uh, I just think that's a deep cut. We forget Michael Clark Duncan was in this movie too, and I think he's one of the most lovable actors I think in the last twenty years. So great, yeah, man. He's like a big, he's like a big teddy bear. Exactly. It's like his name was Barry, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Barry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just like I think there's like ten characters in this movie who are like actually interesting. Uh, You know, obviously Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck are probably the main two leads, but you've got a lot of really interesting characters. The story is like, you know, we talked about it earlier. It makes no sense to train drillers to be astronauts, but the scenes where they are training, like they're, they're just, it's like, imagine if we were trained to be astronauts we're, we're yeah. a bunch of idiots and we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're just like, we're having fun. <laughs> I think what, what, what works for this movie is it's a bunch of blue collar people, you know, blue collar men, you know, everyday guys, Joe's, you know, doing, you know, um, digging di- ditch diggers, you know, and they save the world. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a it it doesn't make a lot of sense, but when you watch it, I have fun. Like yeah. uh, Kevin, I think you need to watch it again. Uh, maybe just it's, have a couple of drinks for it, and then I'm just you'll have a good time. Full of dread right now, just thinking about it. That's <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> All right, Jay, what's your number one? My number one is um, it's another asteroid movie. It, it's the more serious, dramatic one. It's Deep Impact. Oh, awesome. uh, yeah. So I mean, I think this is a great all-around movie. It's um, it just. You had multiple stories, you know, you had um, the crew on the spaceship and you're dealing with them and their families and um, and you got Tia Leone down on Earth, you know, and she's dealing with her stuff. And then, you know, she finds out this, this uh, I guess, I don't know how, remember exactly how she found it out. It was um, a secret coded word is Ellie and it stands for extinction level event. And then she just digs deeper. She's an investigative reporter and they find out that this, this giant asteroid is heading towards Earth. And then um, it's actually, I think it was, was it two asteroids the whole time? Or I think it was one big one and one small one. And then, I don't know. 
but then you get you get the total destruction of of Paris, which you know, and the first one of the first asteroids hits or a segment of it, and I just remember it just it just looked amazing. I just remember you know you get the gargoyle. I don't know where it was. It's on Notre Dame or something like that, and you just see it up the centers. I think probably like the Eiffel Tower or something like that, and you just see this shock wave come. And the creator, the creator, the creator created <laughs> on the, 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 um, the, the devastation. Say are, you, are you talking about? Are you talking creator. about God? The creator. Yeah. When God said, "I hate this," <laughs> and he snatched it. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously we have another wave. So I think this is one of the first movies we get a giant wave. We get to see a giant wave, and you, I just remember there's a guy sitting on a fountain reading a newspaper. And then the wave comes and sweeps him away, and he's still in that same position in the wave. Reading the newspaper. Reading <laughs> the newspaper. I thought this was a wow. serious movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was until then. Um, but yeah. You also so, had I mean, Morgan Freeman as the president, right? Yeah, Morgan Freeman. That. I think he was a was he the president or the vice president? He was the president. Oh, I think he was the president. He was the president. Yeah. And um, so that movie, but just it just sticks with me, and you know, visually, and um, it came out the same around the same time. I think it was the same summer as Armageddon. Yeah. So you kind of it's kind of like an earlier Dante's Peak came out the same time as Volcano. So you know when Hollywood, I think That's... they have two. Then someone gets the same script and they're like, okay, well then they move on to another production company and they're mm-hmm. like, well we want to do that, and so they That's compete exactly like it. two separate movies. Yeah. And there was a Bug's Life and Ants like uh, yeah. within like the same couple of years. It's yeah. just they, they they get an idea. They're like, we can tweak this and make it legally ours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then Robert Duvall was amazing in it too. Like I said, you get mm-hmm. the, the the crew on the ship. And you have you have several stories that all merge together, and it's pretty awesome. And Elijah Elijah, Elijah Wood, I love Robert Duvall. I, I love him. Oh, and Elijah nice. Wood, you see his whole family, um, you know, dealing with the same thing too. You know, he's one of the kids, the kid that actually discovered it. You know who I was thinking it was instead? I was thinking it was the guy from um, the guy from Mars Attacks. Uh, that's who I thought was in that movie, actually. Oh, that guy. I don't, that guy, okay. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> Jack Black. Jack Nicholson? <laughs> Jack Black. Yeah, I thought it was Jack Black. Oh, okay. I thought it was Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that kid, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What did you guys think of that, the deep impact? Uh, it was it was deep, I gotta say. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that movie probably in, like, 15 years, so it's, it's hard to... Just going off memory, I don't really remember a lot of it, but... What would you say is a more serious movie than Armageddon? I don't think so. I think it's yeah. just it's it's so. uh, yeah it's pure. I think it's pure drama and um, okay. not a lot of action, with pure the exception drama. of that slapstick guy getting washed away while we're yeah yeah. Me and my my dad and I were watching it on when it was on like TBS or something a little later on after several years after it came out and we saw that and we you can't help but crack up every time it happens. He might as well have been like sitting on a toilet and then the guys are just lifting him off the seat. Yeah, and just, like, like <laughs> stay there for a minute and then landed back down like nothing happened. I didn't know this was a bidet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, that movie didn't leave much of an impact on me oh uh, i didn't hate it though not like armageddon it was a lot less cheesy <laughs> and t- there's a lot less of that like corn it was ball. more grounded in reality i believe you know yeah yeah all right boys i think my number one is the mac daddy of all disaster movies all right uh, Do you guys can you it? guess what it is i have a feeling have a guess is, is it is in the air is it san andreas it's not San Andreas. No. <laughs> it's an airplane. Is that 12? your guess? It's not airplane. No. It's uh, not a comet. Uh, is it what? Oh, well, it's not is it, is, it, is it War of the Worlds? Because I almost picked that. But it is not. I, okay. It's got a little uh, bit. It's got a little bit of uh, this and 
that in it, and um, it's got maybe the greatest presidential speech oh! of all time. It is oh, Independence Day, baby. Day. This movie is freaking awesome, and this is Roland Emmerich when we thought he was good. Still, this was like, oh yeah, you know, M Night Shyamalan. Sixth Sense level Roland Emmerich. Um, this movie is freaking awesome. <laughs> this movie, when I first saw it, holy crap! I saw it at the drive-in. Um, huge screen. I did too. Yeah, huge oh, wow. the Simi Valley drive-in. Right? Yeah. Don't double tell me feature. Where we live. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, it was no, a double we feature. Drove with bars there for attacks. hours. We drove there. It took hours. hours. To I get saw that same Boston. double feature. We were probably <laughs> there. Oh, <laughs> you were that kid who drove himself there. No, right? I was that old man. He was like sixteen when I was like six. No, but uh, yeah, this movie is freaking amazing. Jeff Goldblum is great in it. Will Smith is great in it. Welcome to Earth. Um, was that the... his first big role, by the way, Will Smith? No, because uh, he had Bad Boys first, by first, then. Yeah, he had Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah Bad Boys. What, was what like, year yeah. was Bad Boys? 95? The first Bad Boy? Ninety. Yeah, around there, 94, bad 95. Boys. Was this like 96? Yeah. Oh, okay, So right. This movie had Bill Pullman, not Paxton, mm-hmm. as the president, and the speech he gives is freaking amazing it makes me want to fight aliens um the special <laughs> effects are fantastic i still think they hold up today um especially with the when the white house gets blown up by the by the mothership or whatever the well that was is. a practical effect though exactly the white house actual that was amazing yeah, was yeah the white house is gone it's that that was for the movie <laughs> and then when you have like the fireball that's going down the down the streets and stuff and then you have that dog who almost doesn't make it into the that like safety hatch oh. in that tunnel like i was like oh my god save the freaking dog like it's such a <laughs> that scene was so freaking tense and uh yeah and it, the movie just it's mind-blowing with all the stuff that they did in it it was great yeah. Um, you know the scene where that they do have the fireball going to the streets. You know how they did that, right? Yeah, they lit no. it on they, fire they, vertically. They, they, vertically, and it's amazing. It's just yeah. oh, wow. so smart. Awesome. This stuff. So smart. And, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Uh, uh, Randy Quaid before he went insane. Um, he might have gone insane during that movie because you know when he when he saves the day. Oh, boys, I'm back. I think that was him. Uh, finally, let, his medication was wearing off. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm bad poison." Everyone's like, "No, cut, cut this off." But, Shitter's full. Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, I think the cast is really good. I think Will Smith is as charismatic a, as ever. Cast. Jeff Goldblum's mm-hmm. just super likable. Um, one thing that doesn't make any sense is that they were able to hook up a Mac to an advanced alien ship to di- do diagnostics <laughs> on it. Like, um, okay, I think that was a Mac computer. Uh, yeah. as an advertisement think, for a Mac computer. Yeah, for sure. Look, that's we, how we, we can communicate sure. with aliens. Buy one. Spend $5,000. That's how we got <laughs> Mac technology, isn't it? Like, Apple came from aliens, right? Yeah. Sure. That's why it's so expensive. <laughs> exactly. Um, came out of the brain of Steve Jobs. I'm actually really surprised you guys didn't have this movie at all on your on your list. Uh, you know what? So freaking it didn't good. occur to me for some reason, and I don't know why. I was, I considered... I was thinking of ideas. And I, I didn't think I of mean, this I... I think it totally works, but I think I, I, I thought of it and I was considering it more of like an invasion movie, like War of the Worlds, and mm-hmm. um, you know something because when I think of disasters, I think it's kind of like um, nature, natural, natural disaster, yeah. Yeah. natural. Yeah. Well, for me, why I have it on here is because there's just so much destruction in the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why so much stuff is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, like War of the Worlds is is less so because you don't see a lot of that happening, um, whereas mm-hmm. this is just like explosion it, porn, basically. Well, War of the Worlds is a lot more like from Tom. Uh, it's ground uh, level. From from Tom Cruise's point of view. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom Cruise's point of view. So it's, I, I actually kind of appreciate that, where it's like you don't get to see every, you know, like 
you don't get to see like the omniscient perspective. You just get to see everything. Like when his son goes off and somehow doesn't die running over the hill when all the explosions were happening and stuff. So yeah. you know he thinks his son's dead. Then he magically shows up at the end of the movie. Exactly. But he doesn't yeah, know. You don't that, necessarily know. Yeah, because they don't show you what happens, and that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, really surprised you guys didn't have it anywhere on your list. Um, I get Jay's reasoning, but Bobby, you have no excuse. Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> you, you're gonna get all the guff for this one. <laughs> oh man, but Jay's Jay gets the guff. I guess you've this, been trying okay. to take my guff. I guess this one got away from me. Imagine, Sorry, guys. <laughs> imagine the one person that comments on this is gonna be like, "Independence Day sucks." I'm just, I'm gonna <laughs> just kill myself. <laughs> That's Sounds about right. That's the end of Nerd Wave. That's the end for Kevin. No, no, no. Jay, Jay and I will find a replacement. We'll get like, we'll get Pat. We'll do like one every like eight weeks. No, you just have to. You just have to take all of uh, my past recordings and splice sentences out <laughs> oh, of everything. Totally I said. Do that. I'm pretty if sure I got... said every language or every word in the English language. If that we got Pat right. between the three of us, between the two of you, you've just seen like four movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay well to be fair like last week was disney and kevin saw like two of the movies that i talked about so your movies because they were bad (laughs) it's not true moana is very good don't tell christy it's okay she doesn't listen anyway so (laughs) that's true nobody does all right um so yeah i guess uh to wrap things up um in terms of all the movies that we've mentioned today because obviously these are um these are our personal favorites. They're not necessarily the, the best ones. Um, right. What would you guys say is the, is the actual best movie in terms of, um, in terms of like a movie in general, not just like the enjoyment you got out of it. Like which movie do you think is the best quality? Hmm. Quality. Hmm. That's a tough one. I think one. I love um... execution. And execution. Obviously, you know, just the visuals. I, I think you're right. It's an independence day. But for me, as far as like, it's still hard to say. I still love Deep Impact so much, but mm-hmm. Independence Day is, is amazing. I have to have to agree with you there. After after rethinking it, Independence Day probably is the best all around movie because it has the enjoyment factor. It's fun. It's uh, also deep, or not necessarily deep at times, but it's also like it's got high stakes. Um, you know, you see like people, like friends of the, the characters dying, um, things like that. I, so I think Independence Day is probably the right answer. But I might, even though I had you know I had. Cloverfield 2, I might go Cloverfield, just because I think that that is actually a very good movie. Just, it's done very well. Uh, it introduces, like, new um, new elements that Godzilla, I, as, as far as I know, that Godzilla didn't have, like, the underlings coming off of the, the Cloverfield monster and, like, exploding people, like, by after biting him. Yeah, they're like, like parasites. That's terri- it was cool. Terrifying. Like, the parasites that were on the monster. Yeah. They're like lice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I'd have to go, I mean, I have to go Titanic. It's hard to, to uh, argue with the uh, with the accolades it has but um mm-hmm. if if that was for some reason not allowed because it isn't like a world-ending disaster movie um i gotta go independence day also i don't think that there's mm-hmm. really anything bad about this movie um so i guess that that means that i picked the best list right <laughs> uh, <you laughs> I mean, all right not the list. This, number who, one maybe. whoever yeah, gets no, this he, one right or whoever wins, wins the this next question wins the whole thing which oh, movie no. which had the best villain Deep impact. Um, it was a giant asteroid. No, man. Uh, <laughs> Alien that ties with I that know. ties with Armageddon. Well, who had the worst <laughs> sequel? Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. 
What about uh, do you remember uh, from Deep Impact uh, Two? It was Deep Impact Two. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this. Was but, there a Twister uh, Two? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, but on uh, I think it's season two or three of Arrested Development, maybe he's pretending to be a movie executive at a studio, yeah. and there's a uh, there's a script for Armageddon Two, Armageddoner. Or something like that. <laughs> All right, Jay. Don't fact check this. Uh, but there is a Twister sequel called Atomic Twister. It's not actually a sequel. Damn it. It's, but it's, not it's, like, it's like a sci-fi knockoff. I, I would I would have bought that, Kevin. You well, Twister oh. has plenty of sequels. It has Sharknados. I was going to say that. It has all Sharknados. six Sharknado movies. <laughs> all right, guys. So I guess since my movie had the best villain, I win all this. So I got the best list. Um, um, well, damn it. You, you got the best hero, too, probably. Yeah, welcome to Earth. That's how it goes. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> right. Um, well, well done, Kevin. You 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 won one for once. I sure did. This is the second one I've won. Um, <laughs> for once. For once. The second for, one I've won twice. for twice. All right. <laughs> and with that, um, all the listeners out there, uh, hope hope you guys stay safe and healthy. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. this uh, stupid pandemic ends soon. Um, let us know what you think of our list. Let us know if there's anything we missed. Um, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. And until next time, spread that knife. Thanks for riding the wave. Wow, get pitted. Get everyone, pitted. please leave comments if you disagree with anything. Please or leave comments. Agree. You could agree and leave a comment also, but I don't know if that's a fact. It's not as fun as people agree. I did this time.